Sports Talk New York with your hosts, Mark Rosenman and A.J. Carter. Sports Talk New York is sponsored in part by Prince Associates for all your insurance needs, the Phoenix Tube Company, the law firm of Declator Cohen and DePrisco, Solomon Jewelers, and General Needs Charity, serving our homeless veterans with dignity. And now, here are your hosts, Mark and AJ. Joining us now is a man who was born just up the LIE at Hempstead General Hospital. He was uh, bit by the magic bug at the age of seven when his Aunt Stella taught him a card trick. That card trick would ignite a passion that would drive him to become one of the most famous magicians and illusionists in history. He is the holder of several world records, including the longest time submerged underwater, fastest time to escape from a straitjacket at two minutes and 30 seconds. His latest addition to the roster is he's going to be the new uh, in-residence on Broadway series, Chris Angel Raw, The Mind Freak Unplugged. It will play eight performances at the Luntfontein Theater, July 2nd through 7th. It is a pleasure to welcome Long Island's own Chris Angel to Sports Talk New York. Welcome, Chris. Hey, thanks so much for having me on. What a pleasure. It's absolutely our pleasure. I got to see you in Vegas. You know, I mentioned in the open that your aunt's card trick got you interested in magic. What about the craft called out to you? Well, my aunt Stella taught me that first card trick when I was six, and instantaneously I became obsessed with magic. She was kind enough in teaching me the secret, and eventually I realized that magic equated to power because I was able to do things at six years old that adults didn't understand. And I drove everybody crazy by doing this trick over and over and over again. So as I grew older, I realized that I wanted to learn more and became engrossed. Uh, with my passion in the art of magic. You know, I've heard you talk a lot about how your parents, in particular your dad, was your greatest inspiration, and he supported and encouraged you to live your dream. What were some of the things your parents did for you along the way that helped you pursue that dream? Well, my parents were awesome. They basically sacrificed their, their, themselves uh, in order to benefit uh, their children and allowing them to live their dreams. And, you know, there's no more generous uh, people that I've ever met in my lifetime than my mom and dad really did put it all on the line to try to create a better life uh, for their their children. And, and, and so, uh, you know, they, they, my dad was an incredible man, um, really showed me the power of the mind, body, and spirit, that when they work together, anything is truly, truly possible. And, you know, my dad lived his life that way. Along those lines, I've also heard you talk about your dad's positive attitude even after his cancer diagnosis. And you talked about when your, your dad had died in your arms that had such a, proud, a profound effect on you at that moment when he passed, you realized that you needed to face your own fears and that one of the most gratifying things you get to do as an artist is when people watch you do some of the illusions and they know that you're facing your own fears, that in some way makes them feel empowered. When you hear that and they come up to you, is there any greater, you know, tribute that anyone can give to your dad's legacy than that? Absolutely not. I mean, the fact that my dad, you know, really kind of inspired me and showed me so much, and then the fact that I'm able to use my art to inspire others and to show others that you know, anything is possible and, you know, that you have to overcome your fear, whatever it is, in order to live a more quality, fulfilling life. And when people connect to that, that's the truest form of magic. That's the magic of emotion. And that goes beyond tricks and really touches people. And I think that's why I've been so blessed to have the success that I've had on a global level 
and it's really beyond, you know, tricks. It's, it's much more of a connection with people and how my art form has transformed or inspired their lives. And for me, that's the most gratifying thing because that's very much like an artist, you know, in the music business when they create a song that moves somebody or inspires somebody. So for me, magic is not about puzzles. Puzzles, it's about the magic of emotion. You talk about inspiration and what inspires people. I want to talk about what inspired you. you know, there, there are very many different types of magicians or magic acts or illusionists, whatever you want to call people who do the craft, from the skate people like Houdini is the classic one you think of, to people, you know, to David Copperfield, to uh, you know, Penn and Teller, to Siegfried Roy, to Doug Henning, different things. Some do card tricks, some do you know, escape, some do you know, all sorts of different things. Was there any one particular illusionist that you latched on so I like well, I want to learn how this person you know did their illusions uh, and that's what I want to do any style yeah I, I was definitely inspired by a man named Rich Giardi from Lima Peru uh, a little bit from Doug Henning who played that Alain Fontaine theater in 1986 yeah. with Doug Henning and his world of magic which is you know really amazing that I'll be on the same stage he once performed on but magic or magicians in overall never really inspired me tremendously outside of those few Houdini, maybe Siegfried and Roy, because, you know, it was always presented as this kind of cheesy, hokey novelty and never really garnered the respect that the cinema does or musicians do. And my inspiration came much more from pop culture and from artists uh, like artists like Dolly or directors like Bellini. Um, you know, that's really, I think, uh, for me, where, where, where it came from. Um, I was never really a big kind of magic guy because I just thought magicians were really, really hokey and cheesy. And to this day, are still doing the same crap that they did, you know, how many years ago. They haven't, you know, moved forward with time into the future, and they're still relying on what they did 25 years ago. So for me, that, that was never really interesting. I always wanted to be at the cusp of cutting edge and, you know, really doing immersive things and using technology and you know, they're still doing what they did uh, a long time ago. So I was never a big fan of that. Interesting you mentioned technology. So aside from just having that pa passion for the craft, I imagine you have to have a specific skill set because aside from thinking about an illusion, you literally have to design, fabricate, and build all the illusions that you perform. So how has that process evolved from the days when you were performing here in restaurants on Long Island to today when you play in front of huge audiences, whether it be in Vegas, or then having to scale it back a little to, to play a more intimate venue like La Fontaine Theater? Yeah, for me, I always was interested in being a creator. And so I've always created a lot of my material. I've done over a thousand demonstrations on Mind Freak alone and, you know, have the resources and the facility. I have a 60,000 square foot studio, unlike any, you know, any uh, environment in the world where it's really created to create and to develop and to evolve and transform ideas into reality. And, and you know, when I was trying to accomplish success and trying to reach my dreams, um, you know, I, I did original things, but once I've accomplished, you know, the success of having a, a hit television series and a live show, it was much more difficult to remain the most relevant in my craft. So it took a lot more hard work, passion, and perseverance, and a lot more focus 
So I have about 100 people that work for me weekly, and I have a laboratory where we create basically illusions for tomorrow, today. And so it's a very unique facility, the only one of its kind in the world, and we're able to really bring audiences experiences, whether in New York City on Broadway at the Fontaine Theater with my Broadway run coming up, or here in Las Vegas at Planet Hollywood, or when I'm on tour, I'm able to create illusions and an experience that audiences throughout the world can't get from any other magician because they don't have the facility or the brain power or manpower or dollars uh, to do that. But you must do that if you want to remain the number one guy in the world. How difficult is it to adapt what you do for a Broadway stage where there's more of a separation between performer and audience because you're up there on a stage, there are an audience, you can't really more e or easily walk out into the audience. Uh, you don't have a TV studio where things happening you know, around, you know, 360 degrees around. How much more difficult is it to adapt what you do for Broadway? Well, yeah, I, I, uh, I love it. I mean, I look at every audience each situation have a mind-blowing, fun experience for the whole family, and the Lawn Fontaine is no different. I go on tours, I play, you know, theaters and uh, coliseums um, for thousands of people, uh, and I play intimate rooms as well, and everything in between. So for me, I always bring the magic into the audience. You know, most magic shows, when you go to see it, they're reading a teleprompter, they're doing rehearsed stuff, there's not much improv. There's a separation between the audience and, and, and the stage. With me, it's an immersive experience. You're going to have the most incredible, mind-blowing evening seeing me do a world premiere, many demonstrations and illusions that I've performed on television, some of which I never performed live. You're going to see the most revolutionary levitation, which has been hailed as the greatest illusion in magic of all time by the largest magic publication, Vanish, I'm going to fly, levitate, do things in full light that no one on any stage in the world has ever done. I'm bringing it from Las Vegas to Broadway, and people are going to see that I'm going to perform a show that's going to be stripped down, unplugged, in your face, with tons of magic, escapes, mentalism, special guests, and it's going to be an incredible evening for the whole family. I'm bringing my magic to the audience. And the audience and I are going to have a wonderful, intimate evening of incredible illusions, magic. Last year, I saw Mind Freak in Vegas. And what struck me as I left, it was not only to me, and you mentioned Dolly and some of the other artists that you looked up to. To me, it was so much more that it was, it was almost like you know, Bruce Springsteen's book, where this particular show laid out to me your whole life and your evolution. It was the journey of Chris Angel because you start off, there were videos of you as a teenager up on the screen playing places here on Long Island. Um, and then you showed the evolution to Chris Angel from the TV series. Then there's Christos with the full makeup and all. And at the very end, we see Christopher, the dad to a cancer surviving son, Johnny Christopher. Was that part of your vision to kind of take us through that journey through the different phases of your life, as well as incorporating the magic and the illusions? Absolutely. I, I want people to see that, you know, I'm Christopher. I'm a guy that, you know, has two kids 
And, uh, you know, I want to have the audience get to know that part of me. I want to strip away the makeup so people can see that. I also am Chris Angel on television. So, you know, and Christos, the crazy, you know, <laughs> over-the-top character. So I want to kind of put people on a, on a roller coaster ride where they never know where it's going to turn, twist, or, or revolve. Um, you know, 360 degrees. I, I want to make people feel a lot of different emotions and not be one-dimensional. You know, magic, by and large, up to this point, has always been one-dimensional. It's always been about how does he do it. I don't care how does he do it. I care about people thinking about how do I feel when I watch this. This moves me. You know, this, this makes me feel scared. This makes me excited. This, this creeps me out. This <laughs> inspires me. You know, that's, that's what I'm interested in as an artist. And so for me, um, you know, it's, it's always been about understanding what the emotional intent was and is for a moment that I'm creating on stage and making sure that all of the elements, the lighting, the music, the costumes, the movement, the magic, me, all match that so, so that it is a complete experience. Here's the flip side to that. And obviously you can't do a lot of the, you know, people back in the day can't do a lot of the illusions you do because the technology was not there for that. But on the negative, the technology is there where, and like, and I'm not like, I'm not skeptical, like obviously everyone that goes to see a magic show is skeptical, skeptical and they figure, try to figure out how he does it. But in doing the research, for this interview, you know, when you Google Chris Angel, there are like thousands of YouTube videos that show how you do your greatest illusions. And for me, that was kind of a bummer. But you've gone but this far. It's kind, of, it's kind of comical because they're misguided with their methods. Um, you know, people think they know how this works or how that works. And then when they come see my show, uh, they realize that the method they were thinking is not the method that's employed. employed. Um, people can have theories. And quite frankly, it doesn't even matter how I do it. It matters how I connect to the audience. It matters how I empower and move people. You know, the difference between me and every other magician out there is a very simple fact. I'm like a movie. When you know the movie magic and how it works, you'll still go see the movie. It doesn't matter that you know how it works. It matters because there's something more to the magic of the movie and it's the story, it's, it's the characters, it's the emotional journey that they take you on. Um, magic has never been about that. My show is about that. So when you have that, and trust me, um, the illusions I do and I present in my show, uh, you will never see in any show in the world. These are created in-house. I spend tens of millions of dollars to do them. And, you know, if you go see another show, some of the acts that you referred to earlier, you'll see them doing linking rings and, <laughs> and you know, like things that you'd buy at a magic shop at 10 years old um, with really no production value, nothing more than we know how to do something you don't know how to do. And it's quite boring, to be perfectly frank with you. And it's not a diss to them. It's just my perspective of it. And, uh, and for me, um, I think, you know, my stuff, people trust my brand worldwide. It's credible because people know when they come to a Chris Angel show, whether it's on Broadway or it's in Las Vegas, they're going to see the most sophisticated technology 
in illusion, in magic that's available. And coupled with the fact that a lot of what I do is real. It's not BS. It's not illusion. I'm putting my life on the line, whether I can get killed or maimed. The stuff that I do has dire consequences if I don't get it right. So people have to decipher where that line is blurred between reality and illusion, and you're not going to get that from anyone else. So I don't want to break down exactly how you do your tricks, but you mentioned in, in the beginning how you found magic as, as power, and I would like to at least say that I believe that the amount of power that you have over your own body and mind is, is somewhat of a superpower in itself, and that, that's definitely something that I appreciate and can bring to the show, and that is, if someone who doesn't need to be skeptical all the time, I think everyone should appreciate that about you as well. Absolutely. Yeah, that's a very good point, Ryan. All right, in closing, all right, over the years, AJ and I have had so many former professional athletes, and, uh, and they're familiar with the history, and obviously you are too. You, you, you mentioned the fact that you're going to be playing where Doug Henning played in 1984. That being said, each sport has its mecca, whether it be Fenway or Yankee Stadium in baseball, Lambeau in football. Is there a, spe a specific venue for an illusionist that has special significance, or is there a place that you want to, to, to follow in the footsteps of someone else? Is there some place that you have not performed yet that's on your bucket list? Yeah, honestly not. I, I don't really get caught up in that. You know, I always try to set my own path, make my own footprints, and, and let others follow in my, in my steps. Uh, I'm always about doing my, what works for me as an artist and as a human being. Um, I've really accomplished more than I ever dreamt of beyond my wildest dreams. Uh, playing at Planet Hollywood uh, with this new show, Mind Freak, uh, is, you know, the immersive uh, experience in Las Vegas. It's completely, you know, more lights, more video, the most sophisticated technological show the world of entertainment has ever seen. Nothing can compare to it when it comes to what we're offering. So, you know, I've lived my dream with that. And then playing Broadway is just something else that really is probably one of the last few things um, in the world of live entertainment that I wanted to accomplish. You know, touring is incredible. I've been touring, just came off a two-week tour, nine different cities in less than two weeks, um, playing for 5,000 people, which, you know, uh, per show, some of the venues, which was incredible. Um, but my world right now is I do live shows every night pretty much. Uh, I'm moving into film. I'm moving back into television. And so for me, that's kind of like the next chapter. I, I've kind of conquered um, so many different things that I set my mind and put my goal to. And uh, I'm, I'm just grateful that I was able to have the, the support and the incredible team to allow me to fulfill all of these dreams and to live them, but I'm, I'm always setting new goals and I have new dreams, and, uh, and many of them are, you know, outside the landscape of live performance because I do that every day. Awesome, Chris. Thanks so much. Uh, tell our audience where they can get a hold of tickets. Uh, you know, only eight performances. It, it's gonna, I guarantee it's going to be one of the toughest tickets on Broadway. Um, how can they get them before you make them all vanish? Uh, see what I did there? Right? That, <laughs> no, was, well, that was cheesy. I, 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 that was cheesy. I, I admit it. Got to do it, though. <laughs> I believe it's uh, Ticketmaster uh, or, you know, it's at the Lon Fontaine. So if you want to save some money if you're in town and you can pick them up at the window, you'll save that service fee. Um, or, or obviously you can go to chrisangel.com on our homepage and, and click on, uh, you know, 
Chris Angel hits Broadway. Um, but, uh, yeah, get the tickets. Come see the show. We'll have an incredible evening, and it will be just a tremendous uh, time with the whole family, just lots of fun. And I'm really looking forward for it. And I want to thank you uh, for allowing me uh, to be on your show. Uh, very, very much uh, appreciate the opportunity. It was our pleasure. Big fan, like I said, saw the show in Vegas, and it was uh, great to have you on. Good luck with the run. Hopefully uh, I'm going to see if I can get some tickets, which is definitely something I, I want to check out. Chris Angel going to be at the Lunt Fontaine Theater July 2nd through 7th.